You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 81, recorded August 16th, 2020. The topic for tonight is Aspect, part one. I am your host tonight, Orchid. I am Elemist. This is Hyven. And this is Mrs. Hyven. Yay! We're all back together again. That's exciting. <laughs> Welcome back, Hyven. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so uh, we encourage feedback. Uh, you can send it to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's orchid, at mrs underscore hyven, and at i underscore am underscore alamist. Nailed it. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at guardians so flore, or guardians of lore. Uh, as you can send us a review wherever you can find the podcast and reviews to help other people find the podcast so if you'd be so generous as to review us on like itunes or google that would be great um you can also join our discord which there is a link on our twitter page uh it's pinned at the top of our tweets or you can ask any of us and we'll be happy to send you an invite it's also part of the actual episode descriptions oh that's perfect look at the episode descriptions and if you're not in the discord you should be If you like Animal Crossing and Hamilton and memes. And sometimes we talk about Destiny. Sometimes. Or Destiny lore. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You can also find our info at thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. So that was easy. I didn't like. I blew through that. She goes straight. I know. 10 out of 10. I'm. I'm amazing. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I was born for this. Awesome. Let's go. Uh, We're going to move straight into our twoggle uh, this week at Guardians of Lore. Twoggle. It's a great word. (laughs) Um, The first question topic is a very important one. And uh, pizza tables, yay or nay? Elvis, tell us what a pizza table is. To clarify, where the hell did this come from? We were talking about it because Elvis has a pizza box from Papa John's on his bed, but he also has a bag from Domino's on his bed. So clearly he's living his best pizza life. Okay, okay. He's cheating on Papa John's and Domino's and vice versa. And so we were wondering, you know, like Papa John's got that pizza table. Domino's doesn't. Like pizza tables, yay or nay. I don't think I've never got Papa John's with a pizza table. I I haven't at at my (gasps) Yeah. That must be a regional thing now. Our Papa John's gives us pizza tables. I think tables. we used to get Papa John's with a pizza table, no, but like I, I don't think anyone delivers their boxes pizza tables. Don't get delivered here. around here anymore. I haven't got one of those in forever. What? So I didn't but know it's what they been were. a while. What do you mean? It's been a while. So yeah. So, so yeah. to clarify for those who don't understand what we're talking about, because I sure tab- as hell didn't five minutes ago. A pizza table is the little plastic thing that, when you have a box of pizza, it's sitting in the actual or on top of the actual pizza and stopping the lid from hitting the the or from the sexual yeah. cheese so yeah. your cheese doesn't get stuck to the top of the box you know and what you open it, your pizza to a large yep. disappointment i'm wondering if the lack of pizza table is because they are so um 
firm in their pizza game that they know they're not going to get cheese on top of the box, that they don't even need one. So they're like really flexing their delivery skills. Maybe that. Maybe. Either that. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure when you order pizza, it probably takes longer to get to you because you're actually like further from civilization in general. I'm in the middle of nowhere, Ooh. guys. And it's, there's like a pizza place five minutes from us constantly. Yeah, no, the closest pizza place. We actually have a Domino's in town near the university, but anything else is like in the next town over. And that takes, you know, 45 minutes to get to me. The pizza is sad and cold at that point. So I'm stuck with Domino's. They don't Just have a like pizza me. table. Sad, cold, and lonely. Oh, God. You're married, bitch. And what am I, chopped liver? Just Fuck. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got Elemis a new bed. We did. Elemis has a new bed. That's true. At least it's not like a halfway house dollhouse bed. It's an actual bed. <laughs> it's not, not a pizza, pizza table. table. Yeah. Look, I don't know when the last time I was, I saw a pizza table. To be honest, around here, but you know where I think they should be, are on like cakes. Have you ever bought a cake? <gasps> And there's frosting oh, yes. all over your lid. That is so smart. That yes. cake makers. I've never had like my pizza be pizza so tables. gooey that it's like all ripped off. But I've totally had a bunch of the frosting like on any type of like storage device. Just like it's just ruined. Every right? single time, it's always fucked yes. up in the middle yeah. or on the sides. Yep. Let's get some fucking pizza cake or pizza tables on some cakes. <laughs> Cake, cake tables. pizza tables, obviously. Cake pizza tables, yeah. Well, they still have to be called cake pizza tables. Table. <laughs> pizza cake tables. Oh, mm-hmm. pizza cake tables, not cake pizza tables. No, no, no. no. Well, if, if we took a pizza table and put it on a cake, it would be called a cake pizza table. But we are going to go above and beyond and specifically engineer one just for cake, <laughs> just because that is oh, what okay. people need to spend their time and money on. I mean, because, like a yeah. cake table is technically something you'd put a cake on. Yeah. A Kickstarter coming to you soon. <laughs> From Guardians of War, the cake pizza table. <laughs> or the pizza no, cake but table. freaking Rasputin wants his entire goddamn table made out of oh, a hard metal. Yeah, so, so to do that, we are going to need a Kickstarter. I, I work with wood and metal, but as far as a whole table out of metal, that's going to require some welds. And then I got to get the metal shop involved. And you don't want the metal shop involved. They, that sounds expensive. Metal shop sucks. They, uh... They struggle welding things squares without my. Not without to me mention, a we just had to get so. fucking metal priced out for my goddamn ring that we went to the jeweler for. Whoa, 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 whoa! Steel and metal platinum expensive. are very different, ho. I love you, but I mean, enough for a table <laughs> is still a lot. I'm sure. I could probably platinum. build a fully metal table for like a couple hundred bucks. I'm just platinum steal so the metal expensive. from work. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I would never know, do that. My new ring. My new ring, like half the cost is literally just for the platinum. Yeah. She's got I ain't mad about it though. Yeah. I use platinum crucibles at work and they're like thirty milliliters that you can hold them and they're a thousand dollars each. That's not very much. She's- no, I'm getting a new family ring. Um I'm very excited about it. A year ago I purchased a ring. That was our entire little family in birthstones. It became kind of like my anxiety anchor. It became a tool that I used during panic attacks and that I really loved. And um, you can put this with on the Instagram. passing of Kiko. Graham, huh? You should show them your old what? one and your new one when you get it. 
Yeah, so when the new one comes in, I will show you guys the difference between the two. Um, but with the passing of Kiko, I uh, we both decided we wanted to get something kind of special that we could carry with us. So I decided um, I was going to get my family ring done professionally so I could wear it every day. And Kiko and I share the same birthstone, so it's still going to be the same. And um, which is kind of nice because before I used to look at the ring and I'd say, oh, it's Hyven, me, Callie, and Kona. But now I can kind of even take me out of the equation because that birthstone mm -hmm. can be all Kiko. And then it's just my four favorite things in life. And um, so I'm really excited. We went to the jeweler yesterday, got it priced out, picked out the setting that we wanted it in. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was really cool. This jeweler is amazing. It's the same place I even got my engagement ring. So I also got to get that all cleaned and polished. and Yeah, you walk in and they clean, clean polish and check it for you. Yeah, it looks nice. really nice. But yeah, so... It's very exciting. I don't have a lot of like real pieces of jewelry. That's never been my thing. Um, but after getting my engagement ring, I really did learn that I, if I'm going to have a real piece, I really do like it to be a ring so I can actually kind of like look at it mm -hmm. every day. Like when I'm typing, you know, when I'm playing games, I look down and I see my ring and it's all pretty. <laughs> Although when I'm playing Destiny, I sometimes have to take it clear. off because, what'd you say? So if you didn't make it clear, you have a skin allergy, so you can only wear. Oh, yeah, I can only wear platinum. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can only wear platinum. She's allergic to nickel, which is, which is a base metal yeah. in almost all jewelry. And I'll, a lot I of it. I, too, yeah. am allergic to nickel. So. Yeah. yeah, so my skin has fancy taste. But I will say, actually, I do sometimes have to take my ring off when playing Destiny because just that little bit of extra on my finger blocking my pinky and my ring finger can be the difference between me accidentally hitting my super instead of my grenade. Oh, no. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's That's very important to take it off. That's bad. Because how many times? But if you're playing any other game, it's fine. Because how many oh, times okay. have you said, "All right, oh fuck, wrong, wrong button." Yeah, if you haven't right? gone like, to throw a grenade and popped your super before, then you're just doing life wrong. Or you've done something you accidentally popped that. your super. You've never accidentally yeah, popped no. your super when meaning to do no, something no. else. No, I've definitely done that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just has her grenade and super button similar to each other. So. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, I made my super. Which button normally tab. is fine. But I finally realized that my ring is what was what fucks it up. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, how Solstice started on Tuesday. You guys already done haven't done a your damn glowing. thing. Oh my god, I'm still in my blue armor because my um, adventures are borked and I can't do them. So, because that's a known bug. Cool. <laughs> so you can, I can't get past blue armor. From, from my understanding, you actually can do it on other locations. No, I know you can do it on other. I don't have any. They don't show up from the vendors. Oh, they're gone. So I can't start any on other Is locations. That on PC and Xbox. Yeah. Like, if you try either or. Mine <laughs> bugged well. All of them showed up only on Mercury for me, and after I did them, they disappeared. But I only had to do two, and they counted as three each. And yeah, so I had to do two adventures, and that did all five of them. What? And so I only I had three adventures on Mercury, fortunately enough, and I was able to finish two and get it done. But yeah, I stopped well, after the blue set. Once I realized I had to play ten gambit matches, I got on, played one gambit match, and logged off, and I haven't played since. Screw this. I yep. mm -hmm. hope to get it done, but I'm really not looking forward to it with the requirements. I've been really struggling just playing in general, which sucks because I like this game, but like. I just can't, can't do it. So yeah, I feel you. Now's a slow time season. before uh before the big expansion. So yeah, I haven't really played a lot either. 
Well, and even I've then, like, Splinter, we've so. still got another two and a half months. Yeah, we do. I've been, I think the thing is also, I've grinded this armor two years in a row, and it was immediately deleted after I got it. And so I know that we can get random rolls of this armor now this year, which is nice, and you can get higher stat rolls, and it should be non-sunsetting for like a whole year. And so this yeah. should be the time I get it. But now I'm like, can't motivate myself. I'm just like, oh. It's you can actually you can get the the ornaments now the armor ornaments you can always have the armor even if you don't have the armor. Is it an ornament of the armor or is it just the glow? Yeah. No, it's an ornament of the. It's armor. an ornament of the armor. That's but cool. I don't like pretty. this. It's different though. I like last year so much better for some reason. The Titan at least, helmet does not look as nice. Yeah. I like it. Um, I guess you but, can just like buy the legendary. You just have to get to legendary, and then you can buy the glows and just be done. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's like six thousand bright dust, and I am grinding that bright dust. <laughs> or fifteen hundred silver. I decided to go that route. I might go that route just because I bought I don't one last fifteen year. bucks, and I never used it so. I, I only bought it for my main. Yeah. Because that's the one that I actually do everything on. Right. Right. Um, that makes sense. But that being said, I'm almost done with my last armor. Um, all I need are three more gambit matches. Your third set? <laughs> well, if you yes. want to get on and do gambit matches, wow. I'm just not going to do gambit by myself. I don't know. The, I used to only play Destiny mostly for... Well, not only, but I play a lot of the PvP. I'm not really a fan of PvP right now. And Gambit has nope. just, like, never been my favorite. Um, so, Ever like, since... I shouldn't mind grinding some of the just, like... The the uh, European Aerial Zone's not bad. I didn't mind doing that. It's just, like... And I didn't mind doing some of the Crucible stuff. Um, but for the most part, like... It, it was just really grindy this year, I guess. Because it wasn't any activity I really felt like doing, you know? Whereas in and, the past, I was playing anyway, so I figured, why not just do what it tells me to? Whereas, right. like, I'm I'm finding myself having to log on to try to do this, because I've been playing um, other games just lately. So, mm -hmm. I'm like, eh. Right. Because normally, you, you know, you take a break before a big expansion, and it's not a big deal. But I'm like, oh, but this event actually has an armor I probably really want to get. So, I'm torn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, ever since they took skill-based matchmaking out of regular crucible right. i've been having a bad time with it really i've only been playing comp hmm. i Who knew that my chill playlist would be comp i'm <laughs> almost me. to that point that's rough i'm yeah. only playing comp in australia that is how i've that is where i am right now in destiny <laughs> i don't know Although, if i've really had a bad experience with taking out skill-based matchmaking for me it's just been it feels like the crucible has gotten chaotic uh, yeah. With all Although, the random weapons and craziness. Like I said, I've been playing a lot of Valorant, and so like when I move over to Destiny, no. and I'm just like blown up by supers and craziness. Like every five seconds, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, so not used to this anymore. Yeah. Although, uh, because of Solstice, I actually started looking back at some year one weapons for Crucible. I dropped a 32 bomb in regular control with a Martyr's Make. It's an oh, arc nice. auto rifle from year one. Yeah, oh, auto that's rifles dirty, are Elvis. Crazy, I dude. like it. It was oh, it so was dirty. amazing. Did it feel good? Oh, it felt so good. Just, I like, was rub your taint all over their faces. I was yeah. giggling the entire time. That's the way to do it. 
Um, I will say I finally used Nolan Hunger in Crucible for the first time, and I see why people have been complaining about 600 RPM auto gross. rifles. I was just it will, melting so people's gross. face, and I was like, oh. Yep. Oh, and then also somebody had the bright idea of, well, I mean, maybe it works for some. I didn't prefer it because I wasn't prepared loadout-wise for this, but they wanted to do <laughs> momentum control to hurry through their matches. Oh, my Got gosh. It. If you ever played when Prometheus Lens was broken, that is what it feels like in there right now. I was getting Prometheus lensed and momentum controls like crazy. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So there was actually one match. Um, and it, it actually, I think it was like the last night of Iron Banner. Um, really? That I actually had a lot of fun with. There was a, It was a six stack of us. Each mm-hmm. of us was running a different trace rifle. So there were like two or three ruinous effigies. I was running Cold Heart. Another person was running Prometheus Lens. We were just doing that in Iron Banner. It was so much fun. Did you run Iron Banner as a six stack then? Yeah. You almost I have forgot to. to do Iron Banner. I logged in, turned in my like i don't know three four some odd hundred coins from before just because i wanted to get a reasonable bite of the fox so that i have a uh, possibly a revoker replacement because i like to have a high impact sniper for pve Mm -hmm. Um, and and i've always loved bite of the fox actually because i used to Mm -hmm. i used to main that for like crucible and stuff so i I got like that from my packages and then i actually forgot to log in oh i did hit max level though i finally got the the arms i needed so I hit whatever it is, 1060. Yes. So that's 1060, right? Is that 1060 gear or 1060 with the artifact? No, 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 no. gear, gear, gear. Nice. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm now 1075. I can now do the Grandmasters finally because I nice. was slacking on my artifact. Yeah. I I'm, don't know. I've, I'm, um, I've been having a real hard time in Crucible lately, and it's like the one thing I like to do. Which sucks. Come on, play some Valorant. I should. Like, I've been getting back into Apex Legends. There you go. I think they have a new season out. I have not played yeah, that Yeah, they a while. do. It's that, that is, and, like, that's um, definitely they're, much adding, more... they're adding Sam Fisher to Rainbow Six Siege. And I'm like, why? He's so old. Like, leave him alone. Let him be in retirement, guys. Like, how much do you suck that you need to have Sam Fisher clean up your shit? Yeah. He's Apex old. has definitely got more of a gun feel to, like, Destiny. I could see that, mm-hmm. like, replacing some of the, you know, fast pace. Yeah. Jumping around, firing kind of thing. Yeah, no, I've been doing, um, I've been doing Apex and Siege, and, um, I started streaming, Siege, um, Splinter Cell Conviction I did in one night, and, like, no one streams in that category, so I had a bunch of people being like, what's going on here? And I'm <laughs> like, I'm playing this game. <laughs> Come watch this shit. Nice. <laughs> It's been yeah, so no. much fun. <laughs> I bought I bought Rainbow Six Siege and have not played it yet, so I need to get in there. But I've been having a lot yeah, of fun. Get in there. Valorant They're just the updating part, it. But... Yeah, the big season update is like here. My you biggest issue is in Valorant. If I take it the way the the game just requires you to stay fresh. If I take a couple mm-hmm. days off or play any other game, I log in and I'm like, oh crap! So I gotta practice a little bit every day to keep up the the. Uh, mechanical skill i guess i've been doing a little bit of that i networked my house finally moved my Ooh. i ran me my dad came and helped me run cable on through the side of my house behind some siding so now i'm getting full gig you're muted <sighs> nice 
full gig. That's amazing. Hardwired. Anyone who listened to last week's episode knows that he came to yep. the house because yeah. I, so I was getting like my, my internet hit was like your father-in-law is gonna come and kill your network. <laughs> my yeah. internet was like crapping out for some reason. Anyway, it, it's it's supposed to have the Wi-Fi is not supposed to be horrible. Anyway. But it, like the router was downstairs, it used to be okay. And then storms came through, and I was getting like thirty-five when I'm supposed to have a oh gigabit God. speed, right? And so now my Wi-Fi is back up to whatever. Sometimes it fluctuates because it's a router. But we did all this stuff. I hardwired up my computer, and it was like nine hundred. And I was like, I never wow. have to worry about uploading or playing ever again for now. No. The next right. bit of business is to run cabling through my attic so that I can then um, run wire for upstairs so that mrs ivan yeah. will be hard lined in also it's amazing yep 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 well, i'm glad that he came to actually like do your internet that's pretty great yep he just like he just has fun with it we planned it out i did on the ladder we tried to pay him back for the stuff stuff. that he brought his answer like to how much did it cost that we can pay you back was it's all part it's all it's It's all part of the cause for the cause. The cause. <laughs> My dad was so excited. Because he loves good We had like planned no. and prepped and I pulled off the siding, put like a, a pull string all behind and, and then put it back on. Man just happened to have a siding removal tool to make it really, really easy. And then we did this over like the weekend and then we were waiting for the the, the cable that I, cabling that I needed. And those, mm-hmm. this stuff shows up at like five o'clock on Thursday. I oh live about God. 30 minutes away from my parents about. And yeah, he like, grabs my mom and they just like book it on a Thursday night and we just like start wiring up my house my mom's like i didn't know we were coming today because his mom like the last couple times his dad's come to help his mom has just come along too to like hang out with me and it's adorbs but so this time we're just sitting on the couch and i didn't turn on the tv or anything and she thought it was because like my foot was really hurting so i couldn't get up for the remote and so she was like oh where's the remote like i'll turn on the tv and i was like i'm not just sitting here with nothing on for funsies like they cut the network <laughs> internet's off like we can't watch tv yeah we're just sitting here no internet oh man that's rough no internet i don't even know how, how so today i just updated internet? some games and watched them download really fast just for fun oh, that's that's fun though <laughs> watching everything download really fast i love that it's one of my favorite pastimes right mm-hmm. oh 60 gigs three minutes like okay let's do this oh you know what i never play modern warfare i should delete that and then re-download the 200 gigs just to see how fast it goes <laughs> okay you want to talk about internet i did a raid yesterday morning very early it was 6 a.m for me because it was 9 a.m for them and um they are g-force users which is like stadia but worse and uh they can play games like through a browser into their computers which are elsewhere and so i did leviathan with with that which was the people were a lot of fun but my god like i didn't even know what lag was until like i learned that their games look like minecraft (laughs) oh yeah we played (laughs) valorant with my buddy's nephew for the first time yesterday i knew his he told us his computer was bad we didn't know it was that bad i told him to turn on the frame counter because he said that he had high ping sometimes but he says internet was good our ping for the whole lobby was reasonable it was not too bad Mm -hmm. and i was like dude i think it's just your frames turn on your frame counter we're in the menus and this guy's like oh i'm getting like 30 frames in this menu and then i was like oh my gosh you're probably getting like 15 in game 
he gets in game and he's dropping down to like three frames at times this poor kid is trying to play the game and so we had five people a couple other friends who another two him and this other guy was new to the game and my buddy's like let's just do some competitive i'm like are you sure about this what and oh my goodness we laughed and said never again but spectating that poor kid after one of us died you just look at him and you would just watch as his screen just flickered all I over the place and i was like imagine. i don't even i don't even know if you're any good at this man you could be fantastic dude uh natural skill but there's no way to know when you're playing at three frames a second what the yeah fuck? <laughs> i was like i will never complain about network issues again no. that's just a, i don't we told him that's he just, just needs to not play i don't even know rough go but he's got an, he's got an xbox go back play xbox save up yeah. a little bit of money for a computer and then then we'll try again Jeez, that poor kid. Like, can't even imagine. I can't even imagine the people I played with. Like, I don't know how they did it. Like, I don't know how they did. I don't know. We had a lot of problems in Gauntlet trying to shoot things at the same time. That makes sense. Mm, yeah. Because they, like, were lagging out from it. But we got through it we actually got through it in one of the faster times that i've ever done leviathan and it was a teaching raid also i think it only took Mm. us an hour hour and a half that's that's not too bad for a teaching no for a teaching raid when you're on essentially stadia that's like that's pretty good (laughs) stadia is hilarious i have played on stadia by the way what the fuck is that (laughs) why why do you exist? I know we should probably move on soon here, but uh, do you guys yeah. think they're going to continue with Stadia or are they just going to drop that thing? Yeah, they're going to get rid of it. Google does it's Google, they take right? everything I think, that they do and they Go- get yeah, rid of it. Google, if it doesn't work, they're just going to give up. I already they, got, me and Mrs. Yeah. Hyven got emails from Google that we were going to get like $12 from when they shut down from the class action like lawsuit to Google when they like shut down Google Plus like some years ago or something oh, like that. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I got that too. <laughs> yeah, everyone's Which just getting like, like 12 bucks cuz they shut down all, you know, if it doesn't work yeah. out, shut it down. That's right. Stupid. Like shut it down. Well, they took away so Google had a thing called Google Inbox if anyone ever used it which is like a very very clean stylized version of gmail and i loved it because it separate it used to, like an ai or a vi to separate all of your email out to like to the nth degree and so you'd have like all of your travel stuff would pop up they've implemented a lot of it now in gmail but it had this like really nice very clean kind of futuristic look to it and they got rid of it and i was really upset that they got rid of it but they take everything that they do that people love and then they delete it if they don't make enough money you gotta ditch it nope that's well, what a lot of for them, I guess do. it was a test for it, and then they just yeah. decided, no, we're done. Oh, I we're was quite gonna, angry. I yeah. found out that uh, I, I might actually, as much as I'm not really a fan of Google, I'm considering mm-hmm. getting an Android for my next phone or a <gasps> Pixel or something because xCloud, Apple just Doesn't decided. Doesn't play on Apple, yeah. Just, well, yeah, they're trying to. Apple just decided that they don't want xCloud on their service because then they'd have to um, approve every single individual game. Even though they allow a service like Hulu or Netflix when they don't approve every single movie. Yeah. Basically, yeah. they yeah. have their own uh, Apple Arcade and they want to make money off it. So I was really yep. disappointed because I was signed up for, you know, like the iOS beta version. Not that I'm going to play like all the time, but I don't know. It would be kind of cool to be able to like log in if I'm 
somewhere to go to Zur or something on my phone. You know, See, yeah. that's what I want. I want that service just so I can like log in on my phone and like see what Zur has. Like go to the tower and pick up my bounties before I'm home. So when I'm playing with my friends, I don't have to pick up stupid bounties. So I was sad. You know? like, Come on, Apple, you're screwing me. Yeah. It really should be like, come on, Destiny, stop making us pick up bounties before we do anything in this game. They didn't say they're working on that. They've said this before, yeah. but I wonder if that's like a, this upcoming year thing. Yeah. All right. I whatever. Think, yeah. I think Here's this is anyway. like a 40 minute toggle. Yeah. I, I, we'll, right. we'll move on. I love how we had yeah. like three, two points and we, we've, we've I have a third bullet point. Oh, okay. Go for it. New review. Go ahead. New review. We have a new review. You mean like someone? We have a new review. Oh my god! <laughs> this is so exciting. Why the fuck did you say something like before we started? I don't read the notes. <laughs> I, I like them once saw it yesterday the and then like forgot to send it to you guys. But yeah, we have a new review. Oh my god! It's from Worthy D. It's <gasps> on Worthy. Apple. Hey, thank mm-hmm. you, guy. I appreciate it. It's a five star review. It says, "I found Guardians of Lore through the Lore Network <gasps> and their guest appearances on Focus Fire Chat." Oh my gosh! Alongside their format the is Lore content creators. Yes, <laughs> oh my god! Their format is great and easy to consume. They will read lore content from the game and then discuss theories and speculate. You'll be laughing a lot through the back and forth between the hosts. Destiny podcasts tend to be overly critical of the state of the game, and I haven't gotten that feeling from this one at all. This is one of my new favorite podcasts to consume, and I'm planning planning on catching up on all the backlog episodes. Aww. Aww. Thank you so much. That's such a nice review. Oh, my God. My right? heart feels it, like, so good right It made me now. so happy yesterday when I saw it. Yeah. I mean, we're still, so nice. we're still critical about certain aspects of the game, but like... Yeah, don't make me pick up nine hundred fucking bounties, Bungie. <laughs> no game is. But I think no the game good thing is perfect. Is we but you can know, be we're not crapping on it every things, week. But <laughs> exactly, we don't crap on it, and we never crap on like the devs or how hard they yeah, yeah. do. No, know they are. They work right. so, you know, they're working. And there are from so many people right who now, seem to not understand hard. that. Well, and like just games and programming, not even just programming. Period is difficult, and they're taking that to the nth degree. So, like, I'm not gonna knock them for that no bungie does an amazing job and they deserve the accolades and whatever they get from it they were good at it in who or they were good at that in halo they're good at that in this game and their story is amazing we wouldn't have a podcast if we didn't like the story exactly honestly true, true. like i get people being critical like but it's it's one thing to be critical, and it's another thing to attack individuals who have negative, a different opinion yeah. than you, um, which I think is kind of disgusting behavior. Like, we should be able to have a conversation, and just because I might disagree with, like, I'm going to pick on Beard Grizzly because he's a good friend of mine, but I might be able to, like, disagree with something he says, but I'm not going to, like, I don't know, burn him to the ground for it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's how we are as a podcast. I mean, like, Alamist, I'll burn you to the ground, though. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. I know you will. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, Anyways, let's move on. Thank you so much for the review, Worthy. That's so nice. I really appreciate it. If anyone else wants to leave a review, they can on iTunes or wherever you can review podcasts. Just, like, let us know, maybe. Uh, Mrs. Hyven checks them pretty regularly, though. Mm-hmm. But I only okay. check like uh, Podbean and, and Apple. Okay, Podbean like, and Apple, not Spotify. So Fuck Spotify. Yeah. Do you if like you're how... doing it else, please <laughs> let me know. But 
Yeah, I checked the other ones. So I because they really do brighten my day Spotify. when I randomly find them. We always say screw Spotify, but whenever we have a new episode, I put the Spotify link up. So <laughs> I've never <laughs> used Spotify, so I don't even care. <laughs> Uh, anyway um brief intro to the topic um we are reading the lore book aspect um you could get this lore book by killing a bunch of vex hooray um and it connects the stories of the first vault of glass team and the people at ishtar collective where you can find uh, a lot of <laughs> at ishtarcollective.net <laughs> not that one not that one there's one in the game too, the other the other ishtar Co- collective yeah. I almost Ishtar. wore my actual like Vault of Glass shirt, but instead I'm wearing my other Ishtar Collective shirt, the one that doesn't have spaghetti on it. <laughs> I was just going to say, you needed a pizza table, but it's spaghetti sauce, <laughs> not pizza sauce. <laughs> uh, I think we call that a bib. Yeah, a bib, using a bib. A pizza yeah. table? No, I'm going to get a pizza table. <laughs> Screw you, I don't need a bib. You do need a, a bib. Table. You need an I... acid bib and a spaghetti bib. They're called lab yeah. coats, guys. <laughs> No, I you need, need a special, to... just a bib, just around the neck. Either Not way, <laughs> you need it. Yeah. <laughs> You're so mean. Anyway, um, our first reader is Elemis. And I'll be reading Realis. The undying mind lies in the garden, a ruin of metal given over to greenery. A barrow rising out of black soil rich with nitrogen and thought. Everything in the garden becomes of the garden, eventually. Shed leaves decompose and fertilize the soil. So do the bones and unspoken ideas of everyone who couldn't find the end of the maze. So do the wordless songs of the Vex gardeners. They walk between the leaves, encouraging growth, laying down their bronze pathways the only straight lines in all the garden's tangles. The Vex weave themselves into the garden, and the garden returns the favor. Harpies patrol in the air as goblins do on the ground, their veins wafting in the still air on their endless, untiring rounds. The pathways lie dull against granite. No power runs through them. Not since the heart stopped beating, but the vex of the soul divisive have programmed themselves to worship darkness. It has given them power before, and the vex understand time. What has happened before is, somewhere, still always happening. What will happen is happening now. Soil that lies fallow for a season will recover and produce again. Power that wanes will wax again, if the ground is ready for it. The harpies stop where they are, a shudder running through each of them in order from one end of the garden to the other. A flicker, a wash of power coming from somewhere distant. A pulse. The power it carries lights up the pathways, The mind's eye blinks for a bare moment under its blanket of lichen. The power passes through the garden, overruns the Vex machinery within it, floods the network beyond it. A moment held, 
like the shore after the tide rushes out. Motes of something that isn't dust shake in the air. The bronze pathways hum, a counterpoint to the goblin's song, and the garden's door vibrates with them. Alright, so if you've ever played D1, you should be familiar with the Vault of the Glass. Of the Glass. The Vault of Glass. If you've never done the raid, a cool feature was still in the public area on uh, Venus. You could partake in helping to open the door for that raid. Um, so a lot of people are... What is that face? I just didn't realize Venus used to be... A planet that we visited in D1. I never played D1. Yep. Oh, that, your face looked yep. much different. Okay. So, yeah, a, a lot of people are familiar with the door to the Vault of Glass because even in, like I said, just a patrol, you could actually see it and help open it. You could see fire teams opening it, and you could be like, wow, that looks really cool. Um, and I had randoms help before. But, uh, yeah, so this is kind of describing the inside of the vault, and then we're also kind of talking about the, the, the doorway. Um, and like I said, you can find photos of that just... The Vault of Glass is a very interesting place. No, uh, but in the Vault this, of Glass, time. What's that? This is talking about the garden, the Black Garden. I don't know about that. I would Every, say the, okay, yeah, but I think it's all the same. Because it well, so the vault had a very specific use, though. Whereas the garden is where the soul divisive are. I think this is an introduction, though, because we're basically later on going to get into Praetith. So I always imagine we're, that we're setting the scene of, yes, the garden, but I'm imagining, like, the entrance into the vault with that doorway. I guess, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get into the garden. Uh, we have the stuff where um, Aldrin breaks in through just a random Vex portal. So, And we've gone through portals on, on Mars, but I just envision like this they're talking about like a large doorway similar to that of the Vault of Glass, I guess. Yeah. And the the only reason I bring the soul divisive into it is because that is a splinter like a, that is a group of Vex that has splintered off from the main group. Um whereas the the Vex that are specifically yeah. in the vault are the Hezen Protective, I believe. Oh yeah, you're right. No, there are some that are the, it's, it's the older, the older guys, and we have a couple different forms of them too. I think, especially when you get to yeah. like the last encounter, some of the minotaurs yeah. change. Good point. Good point. But yeah, I just envision opening the vault of glass doors. It's just kind of like what my mind when they're described because really this card just describes the garden, like yeah. stuff walking around, well floating around, vex power. Time doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, should I, I move on ready to, to move on. Mirative? Yes, please. All right. He's had this hallucination before. It's not that good as hallucinations go. Pray this radio is talking to him. Voices rise out of the static. He wishes it be it at least use a familiar voice, a Pahanin, or Tycho, or Kaber. He'd even take a mirror at this point. 
He turns his head toward the radio. His cheek scrapes against granite. It hurts vaguely, the same way everything does, muffled by too much time and not enough light. You said that already, he tells the hallucination, helpfully. It squawks. I did? When? Last time. Or the time before. Chronology is a lost art in this cell. Alert. Spelunkers contact band 227.97. Something, something, skyshock potential. His voice fades. It hurts to talk. Say again? The hallucination has a new voice this time. Sharper. Male. Nearly mirish. The band number. Pradith rolls back over to face the ceiling, blank as always. He sighs. He's cataloged constellations in its speckles. Cats and ghosts and a squid or two. Excuse me? Whoever you are? The first voice is back. We're calling from band 227.17. If you were contacted by another 227 group, we really need to know. You said that last time, too. A third voice interrupts. Did the other group use this radio frequency? They did. Praith hasn't had the strength for fiddling with his radio lately, and new attempts to contact the world outside this cell. Hasn't had the strength for much, but counting off meaningless intervals of time, waiting for the next window to chance a message. We've tried this frequency at least a dozen times over the past month. It's never worked before. Then what's changed? The question shakes him out of his torpor. Pradith sits up, a wave of nausea following, and he repeats the question out loud. Maybe it's not a hallucination. Maybe he's finally breached the walls of the vault somehow. Maybe he has a chance. Hello? Are you still there? All he gets back is a wash of static. Whatever signal he was picking up, it's gone. So as someone who's not familiar with the Vault of Glass story, this is a little confusing to me. Um, if you guys could break that down a little, I'd appreciate it. I don't understand. Like, it seems like not only is he in a cell, because it's talking about a cell, but it seems like it's a very tight cell. Like, when he tried to move his face, it rubbed against granite. Like, what, what's going so on here? So, for the, the original Vault team, um, it was Pradith, Pahanin, and Kabir. Kabir. Um... And it's always a joke that, like, that's opening the vault is a little too much for just three guardians. Mm -hmm. um, but what ended up happening to the actual team, you know, the three of them, is that Pradith got lost to time because of the, I believe it's because of the Gorgons. Mm, I don't, I don't know if they ever specified Gorgons technically erase you from time. Which is kind of what happened to Praetis because there's so yeah. like no recollection of him until we find his ghost. Yeah. But um, I don't really know that they even got to the Gorgons. Well, we know that. But Praetis we don't know did. how it works chronologically. They might have gone a different way because like the Crota Fire team ended up fighting things in a different order than we did. So. Well, so we know that Praetis actually got to the Gorgons because that's where we found his bones. Uh, that's true a different path he just he must true. not have done the right because we know they didn't kabir dies making himself into the aegis on the templar 
Yep. So he didn't get very. So I assume nobody got past that. Um, Pahanin ran away and eventually gets killed by Dredgen Yor later on in life. Yep. Yep. Um, and Praetith. Spoilers. Praetith gets deleted <laughs> from history until we in D1 do a mission in the vault area and end up finding records of his ghost. But like nobody remembers him. And yeah. we have like a radio. He comes over to the radio. Basically, he's in a time cell. You know, remember the Vex like when, with time, you like exist and you don't exist. You're in the future, past and present all at once. So like mm-hmm. to our world, he doesn't exist, but he is still locked somewhere in this like cell away Wherever from time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like someone plucked him out of time and he's above it. Like yeah, which not. is why right. he's got and a radio, he get, but can't contact anyone. And he can't get yeah. back into the time yeah, stream. Yeah, like a consistent time right. stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been ages yeah, I since just, I like, thought about Vault of Glass. Didn't, yeah, I had like, no clue what was going on. I've never played D1 yeah. ever. And that's so. why he talks about like chronology is a lost art there, because things just happen mm-hmm. yeah. all over the place. Like, he... It's one of those weird things where, like, we contacted him in the past and the future at the same time. Yeah. It's, like, weird stuff. Time yeah. doesn't work for the Vex. Or it works differently. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. What is time? Who knows? <laughs> well, it's 943. Okay, move on to the next card? <laughs> well, before you do, though, so he thinks he's hallucinating. Because he's hearing the same radio messages over and over. And he starts thinking that maybe he's actually contacted someone for the first time here. Um, These people say that they've never used this radio frequency. And if they had contacted by a people with the same like call sign and information, then they need to know. And the reason for that is based off of what we're going to get more of as we read. But once again, so that it makes sense, based off of another D1 card, which is the Ishtar Ishtar Collective story, Mm -hmm. basically what happens there is the original team replicates themselves and sends a bunch of copies into the Vault of Class. So there are a bunch of groups of the Ishtar Collective stuck in the garden or the vault or the Vex space. So he might have actually had contact with just a different group. Mm Mm-hmm. But he yeah. doesn't know that these are actual like people Duplicate. and not mm-hmm. just not just copies. a hallucination. Yeah, gotcha. Alrighty then, I'm gonna move on to Nomic. He is. He is not. He is walking in the garden. He is talking silent, singing. K K V. V, 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 V. Watch your six. Don't worry about me. Grow, grow, grow. He holsters his gun to gesture. He holsters his gun to drink. His gun is rusted into its holster, and he will never pull it out again. How bad can it be? How bad can it be? How can we grow, grow, grow? A titan is a wall, a shield, a cup. Filling itself to overflowing. The container changes the shape of its contents, but the contents change the nature of the container, and the nature is eternity. 
Who knows what's listening? It's listening. It's saying, grow, grow, grow. There is a shape that is his mind, and the shape is protect. The shape is sacrifice, and the shape is grow. V, 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 V. He was named too well. He is his own grave, and the cut on his left hand will never heal. So I'm assuming this is, is this talking about Caber, then? Because it's no, a, it's, I believe so. It? Because it's, so, A, this is bonkers. And this is the kind of, like, <laughs> stuff you get when, you know, you've been separated from humans or whoever, like, way too long. So now you're just, yeah, I don't know. His, he's obviously broken and has been alone with his thoughts way too long. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, I don't know. He it, it looks like he drinks a lot, and he's really sad that he is a titan and could not protect whoever he needed to protect, namely like Kratos and um, Pawning. Yeah, I what think? exactly the structure of these random letters and this whole card is kind of odd. Yeah, the only thing that's ever really been interesting to me is actually the last line. Um, oh, okay. The cut on his left hand will never heal. Yeah, because that's not uh, him, is it? That's a reference to somebody else. Yeah, that is a reference to... Um, what's his face? Pujabi? Pujari. Pujari. Wait a second. I can't remember. Oh, my God. It's been... Ishtar Collective. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, because it's that guy who like had a dream where he cut his hand yes. in yes. the garden. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, woke yeah, up yeah. and the cut was still real. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the one. Yep. Look at that. I know shit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really impressed. You have no idea. Doing my nails and I know shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> At first, I kind of, I kind of took the middle section as it was talking about Kabir. You know, okay. a titan is, is a wall. Is that how you say his name? God, I suck at names. I'm Kabir, so Kabir, Kabir, Kabir. Kabir. Okay. No, I'm... Blue posted something the other day that I really appreciated. It said, never make fun of somebody for pronouncing a word wrong because it means they learned it through reading. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's and true. I loved it. I do like that. Yeah. I mean, I think the quote was just by like an anonymous person, but Blue posted it and I was like, oh my God, I love this. So even these names. We're learning them by reading, gosh darn it. We're reading. Yeah. Go us. Yeah. Go us. Yeah. So all of our bloopers are me just goddamn fucking learning. You're right. reading the shit out of things. Uh, <laughs> why can't I find this card? Are you looking for the actual like yeah. card from Ishtar? Oh, really? I always feel like this is stuff we should do like before the episode. Oh, we should. I just normally I remember this. <laughs> but Yeah, right. Normally Elements and Hyven just have this already cataloged in their brain. I know, right? Right. It's yeah. always very but impressive sometimes... to me that oh, they I found all it. this stuff. Legend of the Black Garden. Crazy. Yep, Legend of the Black Garden. Yeah, so it is Man. Pujari. Um basically he goes into a garden. Um he sees a flower a in the shape of a ghost. He reaches out to pluck it. It cut me with a thorn. I bled and the blood was light. Of course, people were like, thorn, bah. But that, that doesn't really have any any link. Um, and then the ghost talks to him. Talks about how the traveler is life. 
You are a creature of the darkness. You'd Have seek to deceive evil. me. Once again, the darkness. Didn't we just see the cutscene where the darkness is talking to us in a garden? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's and true. And he's basically saying, but wait a second. Darkness is bad. You're you're the darkness. I go for the traveler. Uh, so, but, I looked, but I looked behind me down the long slope where the blossoms tumbled in the warm wind and the great trees sap wept sap like blood or wine and I felt doubt. When my ghost rezzed me from the sea, there was a thorn cut in my left hand and it has not healed since. So that is what that refers to. Okay. Cut on his left hand will never heal. It makes me wonder if the garden gets into you and then what you see in dreams happens in reality. We also covered that specific card back in episode 40. Mm -hmm. As part of Season of Undying. We had to have covered it at some point for me to know it. We we also (laughs) talked about the... (laughs) <laughs> we talked about the fact too that he was a uh, Thanatonaut and he's throwing himself from the shores yep. of time which has vex milk. at some point there's vex milk down there um, and we were wondering if that could have been partially what's causing some of the hallucinations and right. we know that when Kabir another in- member of this fire team we're discussing drank vex milk he turned into the Aegis which is basically was a weapon we used to fight the vex so we see that it has some, some not just psychological effects, but some physical ones too. But yeah, this card is very odd. I've never quite known exactly what it is referring to. I mean, like you said, some of the middle areas we talk about, he holsters his gun to gesture, he holds his gun to drink. That kind of sounds like uh, Kabir mm-hmm. drinking Vex milk and turning into the Aegis. He'd never pull his gun right. out again, even though he'd still be a weapon. Um, but yeah, it it almost. I think this like, is different people. I think that's to, what the letters break up. Listening to Mrs. Hyven read it out, it almost sounded like it was some weird kind of poem. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. I read it mm-hmm. as a song. So not that this helps you, but I did look up the definition of gnomic. Oh yeah, expressed in or of the nature of short, pithy maxims or aph- aphorisms. What the fuck's an aphorism? Uh, let me define that for you. What's an aphorism with you? When your definition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's you. funny. <laughs> <laughs> a pithy observation that contains a general truth, such as if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Interesting. So, okay. Basically, here we so have. A bunch of a small bunch truths. Of short, yeah. So imagine this is almost like short stories, but we're not talking about stories. We're talking about little, like, aphorisms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, I, it's one of those things. I don't think we can read them like super literal. And I think the K's and the V's represent maybe a, uh, a break of information. So, that so it's could like a line quite possibly make then. the middle story referring to Kaber and the last referring to Pujari. And as far as okay. he is not walking the garden, he's talking silent singing. Mm-hmm. That could be Pradith. Not quite sure. We actually discussed this in the quarterly lore review, and I don't think anyone quite figured it out. I do remember someone had an interesting idea for what the KVs were, but I don't remember. It's been so long. Yeah, go back and listen either. to like the th- second quarterly lore review 
something like that. Yeah. Let's see. Are we ready? Yeah. I think that's it. I just it. got yeah, a Vesper so. radius. I'm really disappointed about that. All right. Oh, hey. Want me to find this word first? Oh, yeah, Our yeah. next card. Ready? Mm-hmm. Epistemic. Epistemic. Yeah. Relating to knowledge or to the degree of its validation. Ooh. Let's get that I validation. Yep. I get need, it. I need validation all the time. <sighs> that's a little too real for me. All right epistemic Kratith has watched from his cell for longer than he knows how to quantify sitting inside looking out he's seen so many different timelines there's no way to know which are real from a certain point of view they might all be some things he recognizes he sees the traveler often though he can't feel its light through the bars of his cage sometimes it hangs over a city so familiar it makes his heart ache Sometimes it hangs in an alien sky, and foreign shapes make airy loops around it, ghosts of unrecognizable make. Some visions he gets once, while some come back over and over again. One reoccurring image, a piece of the traveler cracked off from its body, lying belly up in a forest, with a small figure standing in front of it. The figure changes every time, but the sickly glow of the traveler doesn't. Once, he sees a vision of himself, straight-shouldered, warm in the Martian sun, standing between Kabir and Paanin. Kabir's helmet is familiar. It's one Pradith helped make. He was a defter hand with spinfoil lamination than Kabir forever was. Kabir had worn that helmet barely five years into their life as a fire team, worn it for six straight months till he cracked it in half in the crucible. That vision makes Pradith weep. Desiccated as he is, he didn't think he had it in him. The vault shows him Mercury again and again, recognizable only thanks to the scale of the sun in the sky. Sometimes there's rubble hanging in space, a planetary ring still forming. Sometimes there's nothing but rubble, and when he turns, he doesn't see any of the other planets in the system, gone, somehow, eaten down to the crumbs. Kratith wouldn't mind those visions so much if he could only feel the warmth of that colossal sun. His hands are always cold here in the vault. He sees waves of aliens cross the solar system's threshold, emerging into the light from outside the heliopause. Some of them travel with the air of eager, conquering armies, paint fresh and banners snapping. Some of them move as if they're on a run from something behind him out in the galactic dark. He watches the movements of the Vex. He learns to tell them apart. The shining silver ones. The brass ones with back-swept horns. The ones with eyes glowing white. Occasionally scattered among them are pockets of Vex stained with verdigris, their arms trailing shawls of moss. All the other Vex keep away from those ones. Twice he's seen other Vex fight the mossy ones. It looks like the other Vex are frightened of them, as much as Vex can be. Some timelines have veils drawn over them, a darkness too thick to see through. They push back against prey that's sight, resisting. All the timelines he sees could be true for some living thing. He doesn't know which are true for him. He doesn't know if that's a meaningful question to ask. He asks it anyways, and he keeps looking. There's no reason not to. He's got all the time in the world.
So this is this is Pradith lamenting and actually learning while he is in captivity. Um, the one thing I I like to point out twice he's seen other Vex fight the mossy ones. It looks like the other Vex are frightened of them as much as Vex can be. So all the other Vex are frightened of the soul divisive. Yes. We see that mossiness at the very, very, very beginning of D1. Oh my gosh, I'm so confused. Is D1 where we did the last mission for yep. the story mission? Yeah. Yep. We go in there and all those old mossy Vex wake up. So if you play D1, that last main story mission. The last mission you ever see the uh, the Exo Stranger. Yeah. And there's a big old heart of the Black Garden there. It's a big blight-looking thing and a bunch of mossy Vex. They're, they've been tied together since since D1. And people say Bunch doesn't know what they're doing. They've been crafting this thing since the very beginning. Right? The original story. The payoff has taken about five years, but <laughs> we are an invested <laughs> fan base. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to comment then on it looks like he sees a piece of the Traveler broken off um, laying in a forest. That totally reminds me of, oh, with a individual standing in front of it. That totally reminds me of when we got our powers back from the uh, EDZ. Or and when Aldrin took a piece of it. Cause That's what I was thinking was too. The only reason I was going to say us is because uh, I, I, I was... It's it's almost like fourth wall breaking. The figure changes every time because every single one of our guardians is slightly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I see that. I thought about that too. Which is kind of just like I would feel like this is kind of a place you could kind of put something like that because like time and multiverse theory is kind of here with the Vex. Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm the, the chosen one in one timeline. Yeah, we're Ivan all the is one in the in next one, or mm-hmm. you know, Mrs. Ivan in the one after that. Exactly. Never the chosen one, but that's okay. It's okay. You're high. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering about that. You're the chosen one to me. (laughs) You're high. As far as what? (laughs) I am. I am. I just like this. Some motherfucker chose me. (laughs) I did. This was written. That's why he said you're Hyven's chosen one. Yeah, I did. I chose you. I know. <laughs> he, he's like, yes, God, I, I am really you. trying to look uh. at the card and make a point. No, I love you. You did the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, that's that portion. I just love how this card was some good foreshadowing. We got this thing. Wait, wait. Chronological releases. Season of. We got this in Shadow Keep, I do believe, right? It was the first season when we had all the Vex bullshit happening. This was right? yes, this was related season in, in Shadow Keep. So yeah. they were preparing us. They refer to so it's just interesting that Pradith I love how this card talks about knowledge with degrees of validation. He's got all this knowledge that he can't get validated, but we as readers know that like a lot of this stuff is actually happening. We mm-hmm. did yeah. get our powers back from the traveler. Next thing well, as far as seeing Kaber 
I mean, he saw Kaber and his helmet. That's kind of like an old vision. But then the vault shows him Mercury. Um, blah, 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 blah. And then I don't see any of the other planets in the system. Gone somehow. Eaten down to crumbs. Uh, what is one of the planets that is supposed to get vaulted due to pyramid ships in oh, the Mercury. area? So I totally am. He's like envisioning the pyramid ships taking out the various planets. I actually saw that as the planet being eaten down to crumbs as Gauls, whatever the fuck it was called. The Almighty. The Almighty. It. Yeah, that yeah, could be it too. Eating that down to crumbs. There was a timeline that... We saw that, all of the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, there might have been a timeline that we weren't present. That we were unsuccessful in stopping it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Yeah, that could be it too. So they using it to, to, I don't know, fuel their sun killer. That would make more sense if we were going like chronologically which is hard to do but based off of like this card we do have the edz we have right. mercury there and then he talks about basically aliens crossing the solar system basically some of them on their way conquering armies some of them look to be running from galactic dark which mm -hmm. totally makes me think of like the pyramid ships slowly moving their way here the last it's often been like everyone is chasing the traveler they're like the last ones to show up, yep. you know. I, I imagine all those races coming to the Traveler and finally the Pyramid ships show up. Uh, I just think it's quite interesting that the Vex are giving mm -hmm. him these crazy visions of like all of the answers to questions he doesn't even right. have. <laughs> yeah. It's well, crazy. maybe he just doesn't know he has those questions too. That's true. Like, he doesn't know what he's seeing, but maybe the questions of, you know, like, what what's happening out there. He's seeing the answers. He just doesn't know they're the answers. Yeah. I don't know. I love cards like this because they, it's, the meaning of them is so open that you could just, like, do spin foil of them all day. Oh, yeah. Because you could, you could find enough things to fit what the card says, you know? Yeah. And that's like, I like your point where you got one of you guys combination, I think, of Orca and Elemist, where you mentioned that, like, maybe in a different timeline, we didn't succeed and Gaul did eat some planets. He talks about how he doesn't know which timelines are true for him. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like he has seen what happens in various timelines, not just ours. So it's almost like if we ever could rescue Praetith, how useful could his information actually be? Mm -hmm. um, or would it be one of those things where it's he wouldn't be able to basically wouldn't be able to make any sense out of what what he learned right <laughs> that's got to be uh, enough to make you crazy a little bit yeah <laughs> well because like trying to press him for information it's like yeah in 49 timelines elemis was president okay <laughs> but how does that help us now i mean yeah. that might be a good timeline though i'd be okay <laughs> with you being president Better than this timeline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyone can be better anyway, than this timeline. But yeah, no, I, I see your point, though. Like, he might be able to give us useful information for a timeline that never happened. Right. It's, yeah. You know what? I don't want to hear about the timelines where Osiris and St. 14 didn't get together. <laughs> timelines didn't exist. No, those Screw are the ones timelines. where the other planets in the system are gone. <gasps> They should just delete Nessus because we don't do anything there. Nessus is too... It's too big. Yeah, it's too much. 
All right. Anyway. Yeah. That's pretty much it. He's he's tripping. He's tripping balls. He needs to drink Vex milk and he's already high. Oh, God. Think of how tingly that would be, though. Vex Vex in your mouth? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sounds vexing. I hear it's salty. Mouth. Actually. Vex all over my face. It's salty. Sounds vexy. Kaber says so. He says it tastes of the sea when he drank Vex milk. Mm-hmm. Yep. And anyway. Oh, I'm going to define this word, too, because all of these words are, I think, beneficial. Weird. Yeah, and they're all weird. Oh, well, this one didn't have a definition. Well, that's... Well, as you look for that, I'm going yep, to start for it. Deontic. The pulses are stabilizing. The voices come often enough now that Pradith has been introduced to their owners. Sundaresh, Essie, Shim, and Duane McNeod. Not infinite mirrored variations of them from different timelines, but simulations all split off the same base. Way back in what must have been the Golden Age, some have grown far different from their progenitors. Some have not. We have to base the modifications on the Ansible system, one Duane McNeod said. He's either from 227.13 or 227.204. The voices have been bickering in his ear for what feels like hours. The Ansible is a thought experiment. It was proved impossible, says another. Some people, Pradith has heard, are their own worst enemy. In the case of Duane McNeod, this might be right. An impossible machine could be the only solution to getting us out of an impossible prison. So how do you propose to build it? Finally, a decent question. Pradith jumps in. What materials would we need, hypothetically? We're limited by what I've got with me. He's in contact with six groups of them, all based in Vex network systems near Venus. They must be within ambit of the vault's entrance, whatever that means. There are more of them further out, both in the solar system and in the Vex information networks. Up to 221 more, apparently. There must be a way to contact them, too to use whatever let them con- connect with him and go even further till they can figure out why now and what's happening, what the Vex are doing. What do you have with you? That's Maya, Dr. Sundaresh, brisk. The others listen to her when she speaks. He has three guns, two disassembled down to their casings for parts. Two boxes of physical ammo and one of Omelon energy cells he's been using to power his radio. He stripped his armor down long ago. He made a comm unit from his helmet and pulled fine coils of wire from the conductive pads on his gauntlets and steel plating from his boots. In his pockets, he's got lint and the wrapper from a candy Pahani tossed at his head half an hour before they entered the vault. It's worn 
soft and folded into the shape of a crane. No ghost. Her loss is one thing he has never gotten used to after all this time in the vault. He still wakes up some days expecting the small weight of her on his shoulder. Anything to etch circuitry with? If you give me ten minutes. He's got a laser pointer and the focusing crystal out of his Omelon rifle. While he works, all of the Chiomas hold their own discussion. If Praetith exists physically, even if the space he's in isn't strictly real, he has accesses we don't, and vice versa. Maybe together we can get something to work. If you believe his story about the Traveler, one of them says, doubtful. 227.18's Chioma, more skeptical than the others. I've believed weirder, another one of them says, cheerfully. She pauses and adds, Do you remember the first thing we saw the Vex do? Go for Maya's throat? No. Jump into that frame. Clear through the air. Six Chiomas rattle their fingers against their radios in unintentional polyphony, thinking. Think we're close enough to Vex at this point to use one of their tricks? 227.18's Chioma turns wry. What's a little more tightrope walking between friends? Pradith lifts his head from his former laser pointer. How much of a chance does this actually have of working? This was Shim, usually, the quietest one. Oh, negligible. But it's better than chasing after tech disproved centuries ago. Pradith doesn't have enough scavenged parts for both trials. It's one or the other, a choice they can't undo. They take a vote. Pradith marks the tally with screws on two adjacent flagstones. 22718's Chioma gives the first eye. It's unanimous. They're taking the leap. Alright, so before getting into this card, uh, oh, I did find the definition of the deontic uh, relating to duty and obligation as ethical concepts. Oh. But more important, I wanted to focus on, we described Praetith. The Ishtar Collective team is a lot harder to describe quickly. Uh, if you are interested in the whole story of how they got here and what's going on, the original Grimoire cards, they're not in a book. Because we didn't have books in D1. You had to compile yeah. stuff yourself. But if you go on Ishtar Collective and type in Ghost Fragment Vex, you can find the whole grouping of Ghost Fragment Vex 1 through 5. Specifically, if you look at 4, this helps you to explain what's going on. The actual Ishtar Collective team creates for themselves 227 perfect, perfect copies of themselves. And I, we're not talking just computer programs. We're talking like simulations that the Vex were basically, they had a crazy run in with some Vex, some simulations. They weren't sure who was real. At one point, they make a bunch of copies for themselves. They send those simulations into the Vex network. 227 different teams, all starting from the same individual. 
which is why we have the number in the reading 227-whatever. That second number refers to which number of the team this would be referring to. So Praetis has actually had conversations with a, what I forget what the exact number, what did it say, six, seven? He's had talks with a variety, a variety of the teams, and he yeah. comments on how they have grown far different from their progenitors. So uh, as we continue on in this book, we're going to see different things happen to the different teams while they were there. But they're not all in like the same world. They're all in like different timelines of the Vex network, which is why he is talking to them. He's kind of like the go-between. He's in the vault, and he's got access to all these timelines, whereas all these teams are in individual ones. So that is how we're having like the same people arguing with themselves because we're talking about like kind of different people at this moment because they've they've definitely changed. And so that's why they're trying to make a plan. They're trying to see what we can do. And I just love how they basically ask Prey to MacGyver some stuff. It's like, what do you got in your pockets? And right. he's, of course, got lint, a candy wrapper, and he can kill a man with it. And he's got three guns. <laughs> and guns, but you don't need that. Just what's in your pockets. But yeah, and so that this group is just arguing about what they want to do. And like, I mean, have you ever imagined arguing with yourself? Like, (laughs) I don't have to imagine. How awesome and terrifying is that? Do it all the time. Oh, all the time. I don't. No, but this is they actually answer back audibly, like a clone that has lived a completely different life. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's like a it's a different person. Closet. Nope. I killed all mine. Oh well, shit. So it's still in the closet. I gouged their eyes out. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh. Regular brother Vance here. Hi, Vance. (laughs) So metal. He's super metal. Like, that that whole thing just turned brother Vance around for me. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about that for years. (laughs) I know. Brother Vance took his, like, double's eyes out with his thumbs. Fucking fans. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just like the fact that they're arguing with themselves. I mean, that that's hilarious that. to me. Well, think of if you're a scientist, let's say, and they have kind of the same knowledge as you, but different perspectives. Like, think of how much you could get done. Oh, yeah, completely. Well, especially you have the same base knowledge. Let's say, yeah, you did all your schooling. You were in your field for like 10, 20 years. You're Mm -hmm. very, very successful. And then you took 227 versions of yourself and stuck them in 227 different countries, different like social economic groups, different Mm -hmm. experiences, and then brought them all back together after like 10 years. They'd probably be very, like, very different. Mm -hmm. They'd all have the exactly. same base knowledge, but they probably would have built off of it very differently. Oh, yeah. So, like, I can see myself. I don't even agree with my own brain half the time, so I can't imagine. Dude. You know, with... th- there was actually a, a Marvel Comics storyline about this. Oh, really? Uh, it, well, not not this kind of a situation well, specific. Yeah. Ishtar Collective was in Marvel? What? Right. Confirmed. Um, Confirmed here. Ishtar Collective is in Marvel. <laughs> There was a character named Multiple Man who could make copies of himself. He created so many copies that he lost track of a lot of them. Oh, shit. 
they all started living regular lives. Oh wow! So then yeah. it's like, what do you do? Oh, I do. I do know. I know what you're talking about. Actually, I do know that story. Well, I mean, like if you okay, so if you if your doubles lived normal lives and they had their own lives, then aren't they individual people? I would. Yeah, you could argue that. Yeah, you could argue that. But at the same time, they are your doubles. I mean, we got a straight. Uh, That's true. Parent oh, trap situation going here. You got some twins that are genetically very similar. Yeah. <laughs> let's say they were raised even together for a long period of time, and but then you split them up. They're not. They're not the same person. You know. Right. Uh, but Your these literally are were clones. Together at the same time, aren't the same person. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. The twins born and living together their whole lives. Oh yeah, for person. sure. Yeah. This is obviously a little bit more than that because they're literally like practically straight they're mental identical, clones, but yeah. still. Mm-hmm. We don't actually know how long they've been in there, but Pradith specifically talks about how time doesn't matter. So as we're going to see later on, the different teams have like gone through crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Enough time yeah. has passed that crazy things have happened. So Yeah, it's just interesting. Go back and read this. I would actually like to cover this as a D1. We should do this as a D1. Oh, book. yeah. The Ishtar oh, yeah. Collective I mean, team? Definitely. It's actually pretty... It's it's very... It's the closest thing we have in D1, I think, to like a lore book. Yeah. It's a full story. People used to think that Maya, Maya Sundaresh was the stranger for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. There's actually oh. one last thing I want to note, note before oh, yeah. we actually close the episode out. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody has actually run the... God, it's it's the strike on Nessus with the Scion. Oh, the Oxo, whatever. Yes. Uh, hold on. Um, um, um. I don't remember the name I, now. No, I'm looking right. it up. I'm right trying now. to remember. Kragen. I'm looking it up because I'm in my flare, <laughs> so I can look. Siren flares? Um, That's D1. No, oh my god. Inverted, right. No, not the inverted Inverted spire, spire no. Higher. No, 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 no. It's the insight terminus. Yeah. That's it. The one. That's it. So at the end of that strike, it actually, there's two different uh, dialogue, uh, dialogue oh, lines. One of them actually talks about M Sund 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that refers to Maya Sundaresh, and we suspect that the 12 means the 12th version of her. Oh. So it would be like 227.12. It could. Uh, that actually would make sense. The only argument I would have to that is if you go to Ghost Fragment 5, we know that Maya starts messing with a nice machine, quite possibly with like the... Um, why can't I think of the faction who messes with time and future work cult? Future, future work cult. Yeah. Um, when she talks about her records, she goes Echo Zero, Chasm Zero, Record Zero, Chasm One, and that naming scheme we've seen throughout. Um, so I almost I was wondering if that refers to the person, the Maya number, or maybe her like record number, because later Could on be. when she the original Maya when she leaves the Ishtar Collective team, she gets into some time travel stuff with a very interesting machine going on. Mm-hmm. 
because we know we have from other cards the future war cult have have they got a they got a machine that makes people go insane because it like is multiverse kind of thing seems like vex tech so that's well, my like, only thing if Could you see multiple she, that's why people thought she was the exo stranger for so long you know mm-hmm. well and, and she still could be i mean we don't know well now we have it's, it's elsie bray yeah it's elsie bray do we actually have they, proof of that yeah they yeah it was in it. one of the um uh what was the when we did it on mars the expansion that was on mars those little like uh, notes that we get in our inventory every week well, but by like, talking to anna but like we've still been able to argue about that because it's not concrete proof well we'll find I have out heard people in argue it both ways yeah that's true um, I th- we'll what find if, out in november yeah, we'll find out like websites will consider that confirming it but i have heard other lore people argue that that is not a confirmation heck yeah it, we had an argument with Anon about it, and oh, that was true. just, you know, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I have heard it argued both ways. Um, I do believe that the people on Focus Fire Chat do not believe that it has been confirmed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't think that it was um, f- specifically, like, the words were not said. It seems pretty pushed in that direction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I would say it's 90% confirmed. But they could still throw in that twist of, oh, it isn't her. Well, yeah, we will find out. Hey, future people who are listening to this, you know, like, remind us in November whether (laughs) it's Elsie Bray or not, because we'll hopefully find out then. And I'm super looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, if you... Me too. The reason I always liked the Maya bit is because of the Tide of Future War Cult. I'm not mm-hmm. that Ishtar Collective necessarily is ever confirming some of their their groupings, but if you look up Exo Stranger and you just look up some of the uh like items from there, you have like a uh what is it? What did I, oh my god, how did I just lose it? Yeah, like talk to Lakshmi. Every time I see through the door of my cell, every sliver of reality bears one constant, her. She's always there, standing sometimes off to the side, sometimes in the foreground. Sometimes sad, sometimes speaking to herself, and always carrying a gun. And this is a file from Praetith's Ghost. I just find it quite interesting that um, Praetith, we returned his ghost to Future War Cult. Future War Cult deals with a machine that has time travel capabilities. Mm-hmm. From what we know, the Exo Stranger is not from our reality, or I should say our right. universe. We specifically, I think, got that in the reveal trailer that she, I mean, she's got something a non-ghost entity and she talks about that in she her, has a space fish yeah in Cuttle her she, i think she, there's something to the effect of like in her timeline things happen differently so i've always thought that there was a very interesting tie into um like in some some timeline let's say the uh future war cults machine got they got that thing up and running and they sent the exo stranger out to like deal with stuff i just Mm -hmm. you know it's one of those things that destiny one was really really fun while it was chaotic for a lot of people like this is the stuff we had you know i can i'm tying praise to his ghost i can tie his ghost to future war cult i can tie maya sunderesh to the future war cult and the exo stranger to like praedith next thing you know you're trying to like figure out like what's going on so it was a Uh fun time oh yeah but yeah Man, I'm so freaking pumped for November. Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm hoping tons of things get answered. 
You just want a space fish. I just want a space fish. <laughs> How did you know? Luke Smith said <laughs> that is too. not a ghost. I really do. And at the nope. moment, we will not be getting one at the very beginning, but they oh, will see. Space fish. Maybe. I actually have a, a spin foil theory about what that actually is. I think it's but, a darkness ghost. but I think it's a darkness fish. I think the darkness <laughs> right. gets space I, fish, and we have dumb ghosts. I'm like, I'm going to give up my ghost yeah. right away. Fuck I'm going to the darkness. Space fish. I actually agree with that. So yeah. the dark, it like, uh, we'll, we'll talk later. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, some yeah, type yeah. of maybe we'll dark a, entity. It's going to be a fun expansion. We'll have an episode before the... Um, yeah the expansion drops of all of our bullshit spin foiling (laughs) yeah yeah i just like this card i mean this book the whole aspect book because it really takes me back to d1 like that whole speculating we used to do when i was reading things like the ishtar collective Mm -hmm. you know the vex grimoire cards and learning about them and all the craziness that was going on so yeah oh yeah yeah, that's all I got for this book, man. Okay. Tune Should in for the move next to bit. Shout outs. I think shout outs are next. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Let's do it. All right. So, how about we go with Elmus? Shout outs. Uh, shout out to my brother and my sister. I've been doing the Solstice grind with them, and it's it's been pretty fun. Um. Also, shout out to Mr. Crantastic because he's been oh, grinding with me as well. Cranny is so great. Oh, yeah. Oh, and shout out to Ishtar Collective. Yes. The one you can find online <laughs> and not... the Not the 227 copies. Right, right. <laughs> the one and only. The one and only Ishtar Collective. Yes. <laughs> For all your lore needs. Not just your lore needs. They can fulfill all your needs. They are Ooh. there for you. They're oh, the best. No. Baxter and his lovely accent. Definitely. <laughs> He's <laughs> that he, too. He, yeah. he is there for me when nobody else is. <laughs> Ishtar Collective. That's their new slogan. Ishtar Collective. There for you when no one else is. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Baxter's going to hear this and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's wrong. No, he'll be like, I just tracks. mean like when you're down. <laughs> lore there's enough lore on there that you could read and never finish uh-huh. probably probably i don't know uh, if you're really determined you could probably read all of it yes but uh, it'll probably take you like a week of straight reading oh yeah definitely yeah that's a lot of that's a lot of evenings with yourself and your lore oh if we're just talking evenings it's gonna take like a month <laughs> well i mean you still have to go to work and stuff you can't just quit going to work and just read no, i'm talking like we're, we're committing 24 hours 24 oh, 7 reading it would still take you a while oh god good while. that's disturbing on that note uh hi i can't read in the evening shout outs oh shout outs to the that sweet sweet lore <laughs> yeah sweet sweet lore um where is it uh uh no i don't know Ghost. where is it fragment vex as i mentioned go look at them ghost fragment vex one through five ishtar collective it's the uh, ishtar collective story <laughs> on ishtar collective wow this is confusing the science team go look at the science team story on the lore curation website uh it's a cool ishtar story Club. so just okay. go check out ghost fragments one through five on ishtar collective it's almost uh, like it's quite inception fun. 
That's what I was thinking. Loreception. It's, kind of, it's tripping me out. Loreception. Uh-huh. Ishtar. Go read about Lore-ception. the Ishtar Collective on the Ishtar Collective. Pretty oh my much. god, I can't, I can't even right now. That's too much Ishtar Collective. How do we know we've that this said is not Ishtar life? Collective How do we know we're not more a in this episode? Oh my god, what? <laughs> That's the Ishtar Collective for you. I can't oh even say god. Ishtar anymore. All right. No, uh, I, I think otherwise, much. yeah. Go read that. Shout out to all the all the people doing life, reading lore, enjoying things, have happy times. Thanks to all the co-hosts. Just going to shout out, just, just a cumulative shout out. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, thank you. Mrs. Hyphen, what about you? Shout out my bed because it's looking real comfortable right now. <laughs> You've been in it all day. Bed. Look, I'm getting sick. I'm just trying to stay out ahead of this thing it's and get the rest when I can. not coronavirus, guys. It's like just a cold. Yeah, I have a sinus infection. Just AIDS. Coronavirus does not, not does not yeah. get in the nose. So... Well, yeah. Although, shout out to this stupid, dumbass courthouse that had an exposure, and they were like, "Hey, hey, hey!" So we had an exposure on the second floor of the courthouse, but we're only gonna close the second floor of the courthouse what? on Friday. <laughs> we're gonna leave the first and the yeah, third right. floor. It's like having a designated peeing spot in the pool. What? That's true. It's literally and like yeah. we're not gonna tell you yeah. who like. I, I'm not who it was, but we're not going to tell you how much interaction the uh, person the who got a confirmed case or... of it has with the public. And like, it's cool. I never go to the courthouse, but just happened to have been there on Tuesday. So great. fuck me. But also every, almost one person from every law firm has to go there at some point, like yeah. throughout the days. No, I love your comparison. Yeah, that is totally. Sucks. I mean, I wore t- my mask, so I think I'm good. That is totally a, a kid peed in the far corner of the pool. We're just going to keep everyone away from it. It's been there for about 30 minutes, so it's probably leaked out, but you guys are going to be good. Yeah. Just uh, don't get in that corner just keep of the pool because there might just, be Just keep it. your mouth closed. It's You'll be like, all right. Honestly, I used to do a lot of it's competitive funny. swimming, and so swim team would have like two-thirds the of the lot. pool, and it would be open for the rest of the, t- like, for the, rest of the public or whatever, yeah. for the rest of the pool, and then... Like some kid would take a dump in the pool and there'd just yep. be like a floating turd and they'd be like, Well, this yep. lane is closed. But I'm like, But it's in the whole pool. Nope. It's just my that pool was lane. cool. They oh, actually okay. stopped to drain the whole pool when someone pooped in it. Oh my God. They would never do that. Yeah. They closed it for the rest of the day at Freedom Center if somebody pooped in it. Oh yeah. No, they would just they would just fish it out with like Oh, you had a bad I don't care how much chlorine you put in your pool. That is not enough. (laughs) No, it's fucking gross. Yeah. They'd be like, Yeah, just wear goggles. And I'm like, everyone's gonna get pink eye. Like this is a bad situation. Oh my god. (laughs) Do not be in the pool. That's my shout out. Yeah, so that was just like the first (laughs) of a really bad um, But no, that was just the first of a really bad way to respond to a confirmed case in our area. Like, you know, things are opening back up and businesses are kind of like going back. Well, kind of. We went backwards, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, it was just a really bad response. And so I'm like, well, that's the first of many. Like, let's just see what else like shit hits the fan. That's not a shout out. That's you want to condemn them. Okay. Well, that's a yeah, condemnation well. shout out. Yeah, that's a condemnation. I shouted out my bed, it. and then 
Yeah. And then just got a little. I just had to like vent just a little bit. It's, I'm sorry. It's no, right it's up fine. there with you, Spotify. It's your shout out, Mrs. Hyven. You can yeah, say true. whatever the fuck you want. I just needed to vent. No. But I will shout okay. out my job because they're still doing awesome stuff. I haven't been updating you guys on our like wellness program, but things are still going really well with that. And we were at least able to do our second Friday movie night again. That's <gasps> well, um, fun. What did you watch? We did it with social distancing and masks. And anybody who didn't want to be in the large conference room, we did it through Hulu Hangouts. So you could watch from your desk at the same oh, time we were cool. watching in the conference room. That's really cool. Yeah. So it was really nice just getting to have that like camaraderie again at work. We watched my cousin Vinny oh, um, <laughs> cool. on Friday at work. And that was a lot of fun. And then I actually went out and um, got a coronavirus approved place uh <laughs> drink <laughs> oh, okay where they wipe down and disinfect things properly and have you separated enough to where it's an acceptable place to be i thought you were gonna like have <laughs> it be like this drink is certified non-coronavirus <laughs> like no no i got my juice juice my uh, new favorite oh. drink i just call it my juice juice what is it it's um one shot of grenadine two shots of orange juice four shots of pineapple juice and two shots of malibu Oh, that's very tropical. And it is my juice juice, and it is delish. I like that. It's amazing. I went, and I was like, guys, I doesn't have a name. I just call it my juice juice. And the guy was like, well, what's in it? And I told him, and it was perfection. I want a baby Ruth now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why are you sorry? While you guys were talking, I was watching the video Ellen just posted. Caddyshack scene where someone throws oh. a baby Ruth in the pool, and everyone runs out because they think it's poop. Oh, oh my god it's all right guys it's still good oh my god oh my god this is weird it's like that weird baby shower game where people melt chocolates into the diapers and you have to figure out what oh, chocolate just is a... melted to look like poop yep what white people Sorry. baby showers i was gonna what right yeah do we finish i'm gonna shots? do my shout out I'm yeah or needs to go for it now. yeah so... i'm gonna shout out hispanic people baby showers because they're way better they are they way do, better like, on carne asada you don't have to sniff a yeah. weird ass poop diaper that's got chocolate <laughs> in it. okay first shout out um i'm gonna con i'm gonna do a condemnation shout out because mrs hyman did it now i want to do one Spotify. people who do like wedding showers and baby showers can go straight to hell like <laughs> fuck you guys for inviting me no, to any of that bullshit. No, you just have to make bullshit. them actually fun. No, see what they do is they're like, oh, we gotta play games. I'm like, no, stop it. Can I just mm-hmm. drink with my friends and look at porn on the internet and like <laughs> well, buy that a dildo be the game. for my sister? And just so because she has the mother-in-law, just I mean, just because the mother can't drink. Like my sister-in-law threw one, oh, and God. it was like all the guys had to chug beer from a baby bottle, and that see, was one of the games. I don't even want a baby-themed shower. Like, yeah. can we just have a party, and I will buy you baby? shit like why do we have to have these inane 50s games or 60s games like stop it it's yeah. a 21st well, that was, like, century my sister's leave baby that shower. shit in the last century please my sister's baby shower was co-ed so i made sure that there was like home depot gift cards for the men to win see you don't even need fucking prizes if you need to bribe people to come to your shower maybe you shouldn't have one and you should just you know drink like <laughs> Besides, just, babies I'm cause right you to drink you. anyway. Yeah, like fuck baby showers, fuck like w- like wedding showers. I I look what you started. I'm gonna my my, my BFF Jenna. Her her shower was. 
No, you have the wedding. Why do you need a wedding shower? Like I don't know because they're know. like, My oh, well, the grandparents are there, and you didn't have you know, a wedding shower. So you have to do you had like a bridal lady shower. things. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. whatever. A wedding bridal shower is okay, different. Yeah, sorry, whatever. I had a bridal shower, bridal not a wedding shower, shower yeah. so you didn't have to show up. A bridal yeah. shower is okay because that is no because that's that can be half the time just like you get her together with your friends. You can yeah, put but it, whatever no, ta- but like tag your grandparents you want, but, and shit are supposed. Well, yeah, to be that's there, not like, the same. But like, mom, I don't like, like how sucks. when you have like a wedding shower, it's basically just a wedding reception just before the wedding. So you basically have yeah, two oh, yeah. It's, no. it's, oh, yeah, it's always no. been confusing. My bridal shower was fun. It was like everyone anyway, brought a dish, I gotta go. and then oh. they made me. It was cool. So what they did was they made me a recipe book. Oh. So everyone brought a dish and wrote that dish on a recipe card for me. Oh, that's cool. And like made me my first like cookbook. Um, it like went out in the invitations with them. I didn't and know that never they were doing that. that. It was really, really sweet. <laughs> of course you didn't. Oh, anyway. I know, um, but I have it. My actual shout out is to Elmas. Um, this what? is a condemnation of myself. I know. I'm, I'm shouting you out, Elmas. Right. Fucking buckle up here, buddy. Um, Buttercup. So, <laughs> so Elmas, um, I give him a lot of shit. And I really shouldn't. And that is like a a bad behavior on my part when I try to be nice to other people. But I'm not nice to my co-host. And so I'm going to try to change that. It's going to be real hard because giving him shit is really easy. You guys heard it first here. So if you're in the Discord and you see Orchid giving him shit, call her out. Call me out on it because (laughs) I'm trying to be a better person. Orchid is trying to be a better person. person. I'm this trying is, to be a less be toxic person. I get my toxicity out when I'm playing Rainbow Six Siege because I can just bag everybody. Because if you don't, like, it is you're hard when you know you've got that one person that you can like just shit on, and they're always like still there for you. And you I remember, know, like, and that's why I can't like, do it. Not how you're supposed to treat that person. <laughs> is having a really fucking hard time right now, and he's always been there for me. And I'm just being like a real piece of shit to him, and so I'm calling myself out because I'm a garbage human when it comes to Elmas. So I'm really sorry, Elmas. It's all right. So, Elmas is super. I can call him crying like anytime. His response time is amazing, people. The other day, I oh, just yeah, wasn't no. feeling well. And I was like, hey, can we talk? And like, by the time it took me to get from the second floor of my house to the third floor of my house, he was already calling me. Oh, yeah. No. Like, he's, his response time is amazing. He's probably one of the nicest people I know. And so it's just yeah. like really shitty to be like that to him. So I'm calling myself out. I'm really sorry. That's like, all right. Like, no, it's not. Aww, it's like so really terrible. I'm really sorry. So, but you're acknowledging it, and you want to progress into a better relationship, and that's an amazing start. I just don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be a piece of shit to him because that's you know what. Nice. Having He's the nice goal person, to be less so. toxic is something, or like be less negative is something we can always like all work I, on. So like that's a I, that's a yeah. good step. So I mean, if I Shout condemn out to people you on the, yeah. <laughs> if I condemn people on on Twitter, especially like if they're being pieces of shit and crucible, and you know, just in general, just being garbage humans, then like, it, but I myself am a garbage human. Like I can't have that. So yeah, like no, it's I, good. I, well, Shout I out to you for that is it. sweet. Yeah. yeah. So. I appreciate and, it. Um, just yeah. So Elmas is an amazing person, yeah. and Orchid's gonna do better, and then <laughs> Makes me love everybody is more. gonna be happy. Good job. And we're all gonna be happy people. Yeah. I don't um, know. I just I speaking just, of Elmas, yeah. though, you need to come over and try out your new bed. So whatever <laughs> oh, yeah. can you wanna <laughs> Elmas come by. over so you can sleep in bed with us, which is the couch, not with us yeah. on his own <laughs> magical. What you guys don't wanna bed. all like lay down in this touch sacks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's what Elemis and Hyven do. Maybe uh, they'll share the bed and I'll sleep on the couch. That was funny. Like, uh, oh, we were going to both share the couch. Um, I, but yeah. have two people laying so on So any weekend you want to come over and we'll get you a different brand of pizza. All right. You already <laughs> had your shout outs, you women. Keep it switched up. I don't know about that because he's really, he's playing the field with Papa John's and Domino's. I don't know if you can have him have another pizza. We have Brothers Encore. Well, he's going to he get a local pizza when he comes it's here. We get Brothers pizza. Encore. So, you know, wow. it's his it's his local side bitch. Okay. <laughs> his local Your side regional bitch. side bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to end this episode area, before I start crying and whatever. So, reminders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elvis bought me a really nice mic, guys. I'm, I'm going to shout that out, too. Yeah, I need to see pictures of this. I can just hold it up. Like, it's, it's a little well, baby because like her mm-hmm. old mic was was starting to cause issues while it she was, was streaming doing things in stream it's very embarrassing i i hurt poor Mylan's ears <laughs> stream right we've all been there i mean maybe not Mylan specifically but we've all hurt yeah. other people's ears with our mics no i <laughs> i hurt his ears with my mic i felt really bad poor lore hobbit's right. ears well, let's do really reminders yep, yep. i got to get out yep. of here Okay, um, so you can find us on Twitter um, at Guardians underscore Lore. You can tweet at me at Hayes Orchid, at Mrs. underscore Hyven, at I underscore Am underscore Elemist. Fucking nailed it again, twice in a row. <laughs> you can email us, uh, Rasputin at Guardians underscore Lore at Outlook.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram once we'll maybe post something once in a while guardians of lore uh you can leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews and join our discord so you can put me in my place for being mean to elemis probably the nicest person on the face of this planet so that's about it say goodbye everybody (laughs) take care bye bye bye